Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Um, good morning guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums. I'm your host Khalifa and today we are speaking to Single Mama Shine, Gabriella, who has a magnificent platform. She has a podcast as well. So I'm so excited interviewing her today. Um, yeah, so Gabriella, introduce yourself. Oh yeah, definitely. So I'm, as you say, I'm Gabriella. I'm um, a single mama to my 18-month-old son, Walter who I absolutely adore. Um, I've been single mama since about week week five of pregnancy. So wow. like really early on, I did, um, I did have a partner before and um, we were together for on and off for about four years, um, but he, he wasn't interested in being a dad. So um, when, I, when I got pregnant, I, I kind of had to choose essentially. And yeah. Um, it was it was right around this time two years ago and I kind of look back on photos because it was I, I have photos from that time and um, because I was in Italy I was on a uh, teaching on a yoga retreat so I look back on those pictures and I'm like oh my goodness in that picture I was seriously considering not having the baby oh. which is crazy like crazy now because obviously like ultimately I made the decision that like no I wanted to I wanted to be a mummy and I wanted to have the opportunity to raise my son and um and kick that guy to the curb essentially yeah. <laughs> and and we we've not had any contact since so um I as I just mentioned I, I do a lot of yoga and I'm into like self-development world and and all that good stuff and I I basically decided that I wanted the whole pregnancy experience and becoming a single mama to be a part of my growth story rather than a part of me kind of mm-hmm. getting squashed down and and all the rest so because loads, and loads of techniques that I knew about to the to, to practice so that I could build up my empowerment and so I could heal from um, the breakup and bond with the baby before he was here and and now I'm sharing all of that because it's awesome because when I look on your in, your Instagram page it kind of shows like a story step-by-step story of your journey I think you should keep it up because I saw um something on Facebook a couple of weeks ago and it was a, a father he is um, a photographer and he took a picture of his daughter every day from when, from the day she was born from when she was born to when she was 21 and the progress you could see like it was just amazing to just see like the development of this little little baby to her being 20 21 so if you carry on like just sharing and giving back to women like oh this is what I'm happy this is what happened today I'm going from breastfeeding to bottle like the transition period like I think it's absolutely awesome yeah I think it's because it's like it one of those things that we love we love to think in society that people only want to see the destination like but actually people love to see the journey they love to see like the kind of mess in the in the middle you know where you're trying to decide like it, breastfeeding for example you, you mentioned as a as an example of that is like okay I would like to breastfeed but this is hard like yeah. this is really hard yeah. work and yeah. and and I'm doubtful and I don't know if I can do it and this is a really difficult day and but a, you know, a, a, lot of moms, but a lot of mums don't actually talk about like 
the breastfeeding woes because I remember when I was breastfeeding my son he's nine now but he only wanted one breast for example and I ended up having one breast bigger than the other you know because he would only yeah. latch onto my left breast you know but it was like what am I I kept them trying to give him the right I got really really frustrated and I was like do you know what I can no longer breastfeed just because of the sole fact that he only latched onto one breast and on top of that he started biting me <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> Yeah. It's so funny because they, they love the boobs so much at the time and yet they're biting them. It's like, that's not the way you treat something that you love. Yeah, you love. I'm like, oh. So I had to, I had to, because of that sole reason and because my boob just kept, one boob kept on getting in gold, another one was so tiny. I was like, no, I'm going to end up looking like umta lumta. I need to stop. <laughs> I need to stop breastfeeding now. But yeah, in regards to like your journey on your Facebook, on your Instagram page, apologies, it looks so beautiful. I think you should just carry on just sharing because you're definitely helping helping women with every transitional stage. And before you know it, when he's like 15, you're like, oh, mom, I can actually look through my journey on your on your Instagram page. So exactly, um, it's like a log. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So and um, how do you feel about like supporting and empowering women? It's, I feel like it's so important. I've always, I've always felt like I'm a feminist. Like um, when I, when I was much younger, I think when I was like maybe 14 to 16, I kind of went through a stage where I was like, oh, this is difficult because I believe in, I believe that women should have equal opportunities and that women should be empowered. But then I don't like the word feminist because, Mm -hmm. you know, there was elements of it where the media portrays feminists as being like angry and militant and like you know this it it has this whole um sort of negative connotation to it or it did then I mean it still kind of does a little bit now but less so and it took me a little while to kind of break through that and to realize actually just because the media or politics or whatever portrays feminism as being like a an angry mad thing um actually I, I don't think that that's real I'm going to tap back into my intuition and decide that no like if we want to change that perception we need to own that word and we need to we need to walk our talk essentially so I, I think feminine empowerment is so so important and and that can come in so many different forms as well so what does it mean yeah. to you then like if you've 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 taken the words so what is so your your new definition for feminism what does that mean to you as a mom as a single mom then yeah so feminism to me is about empowering women and supporting women to make the decisions that feel right for them Mm -hmm. so that can be everything from empowering women to really connect with their intuition and their bodies and what their their real kind of hopes and dreams are um because for one for one woman you know a hope or a dream might be to um to become the prime minister of England and to break through the glass ceiling and all of that. But to another woman, the hope and dream may be to be a stay at home mom. And that is totally yeah. fine as well. So to, to yeah. me, it's about yeah. really tapping into the fact that we're all individuals Definitely. and what is it that that person really wants and needs and how can we help that Definitely. person to get it? The reason why I asked you that, because I used to think that I was a feminist and I had like, I don't know, I, I, it was just difficult when I had my son because I never really thought I was maternal before and when I had him I was like I I used to be so upset because I was working full-time for the Ministry of Justice and I was studying and um when I would drop him off um at the nursery I really felt bad I used to cry like on the train to work and I 
I then started envying women that actually got to stay at home. And whenever I would pick them up from the nursery and they say, oh, he did this today, he did that today. I was so upset with myself. And I thought this, but I wanted them, I wanted to be the woman that went to work and I was independent, but then I wanted to be at home as well. And I think that people used to say, well, you can't have it all, you know? And I'm like, why can't we have it all? Why can't I go to work and see my child take its first footsteps? And I just feel like men kind of, they kind of get like an easy ride. I think obviously they do have this this kind of like, you know, tug of the heart, but it's just as a, as a feminist, you just think, oh, yes, I want to be that woman that goes to work, but then I want to be at home as well. Like if, if we can just get like a balance and we, yeah. we're so hard on ourselves when, we, when it comes to, you know, other women. And when you see another woman um, going to work, I found that like a lot of other women would be like, oh, well, I'm at home with my child and I'm, I'm fe- I, I make my child's food every day, all day, you know? And you just like, oh, if we're nicer to each other as well, as well, no matter what choice you make as a mother, we should just, you know, own it and know that within it, you're still, you're still fighting a good fight. Whether you're at work or whether you're at home, you are still raising a child ultimately. And that is the most beautiful gift, like, you know, life has given you. Yeah, I feel like this is the sort of thing that, like, as as you're talking through all of that, I'm like, oh my god, this is another podcast episode and another podcast episode because there's so many different pieces to that puzzle. But it is essentially when when you were talking about that, it was really like bringing to the forefront for me the idea that the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah, is like you know when there was um for me personally the and. I was with I was with my son for the first four months I was like happy just being the two of us and like um and my family they were around as well but like I was happy not needing to go out and be present at work Um, but then I got to that four month period and I was like starting to look at other mums and I'm like I'm jealous like they are they're being creative they're having time to connect with their um their colleagues or their their customers their clients their employers all of these things um, and, and I wanted to be there and then now very I mean it's very occasional to be fair but sometimes I do think you know if the crowd minder sends me a picture of of my son like he was playing with um, a calculator the other day with like money like uh, monopoly money around him and I was like oh he's a little business baby and I've missed it <laughs> yeah exactly just like the movie and um, and I think that that's just that that is human nature is for us in general to always kind of want something that we don't have um and that is such a source of of like disquiet and it's when when we're able to actually say to ourselves okay what do I what do I actually want like I know I love my son so what what is gonna serve us the best as a family right now is it going to serve us best for me to get my own space my own time and be able to work and be creative and bring in the money or is it going to serve as best for me to go with him to the playground and buy him the ice cream and watch him being boss baby and it's it's um both and I think yeah Yeah. like ultimately trying to strike the balance and knowing that of we you can have best of best of the both best of both worlds because I I do part-time work now and Mm. it gives me time to be with my son as well even though he is nine but I'm working on my business and ultimately me working for I've worked for like 15 to 20 years now and I'm like do you know what I want something of my own you know and I I find that with me actually having my son and being a single mom it kind of pushes me more like I want to achieve more I'm like I want this little human being to know that mom did it 
you know she did it alone obviously by the grace of god and family also help as well but even with that even with the family it took me a very very long time being a quote-unquote feminist I actually accept help as well there was yeah, yeah I think that as as single moms we need to learn how to accept help you know know that we can't do it all but we can still do it mm. I actually find I'm I'm the same like I I've I've always kind of had quite I'm, I've always been really headstrong like even as a child I was like I want to and I see it with my son as well it's like I want to do it for myself like when he's trying to stack blocks I'll be like oh let me help and he'll be like no and like knock them over then um and and I've always had that kind of I need to do it for myself and it's since since when I first got pregnant actually I needed to start asking for help and now I make a very conscious effort of when I'm asking for help I will say can you please help me um and that makes such like when I say it I feel like that is so profound like I enjoy saying it now because it's it's me softening into the idea that we it does take a village to raise a child it's not it's not just like you know one one mama and in a um traditionally ideal sense like a, a husband and wife um picture you know just kind of doing it for themselves and with no no other support it's being able to say like could you please help me to um to get the changing mask or could you please help me to put him in the car um yeah. and I, I just find those words so powerful yeah. to I'm gonna it. show you I'm gonna tell you how sad I am I had to write in my journal and I was looking through my journal the other day um, in the, I know you said that can you please help but I did it in a different way that I love um like old time musicals yeah and even when I watched like this I love the sound of music the, the king and I and like Mary Poppins yeah I just love singing along to it me too <laughs> and I when I watched back those things when I was pregnant I realized that all these people had nannies like they're actually all nannies you know like these people needed help so who am I so I wrote in my in my journal I was like even Mary even Mary Poppins Mary Poppins came to help <laughs> you know so that that's how I ended up like just thinking to myself do you know what everything that I used to watch like these women that were there needed a nanny you know so yeah. who are you to tell you like why can't you call your mom and say look I'm having a difficult time have your grandson this weekend because I need time alone like yeah. everyone needs help especially when you're going through this single motherhood journey it is the hardest thing I tell you emotionally mm -hmm you'd have to go through and I think that a lot of women don't really and when I see a lot of women that have actually that they've been a single mother and they've, they've passed that stage and their child's flourishing and I'm looking at them I'm like oh how did you do it oh yeah just yes yeah, just by the grace of God you know and I'm like no tell me what what did you do give me the formula <laughs> tell me the steps exactly give me the formula <laughs> that's so that's so funny that's so true it's like that I think to an extent that's what I I'm trying to do in some ways with with single mama shine is to because people often come like mamas are coming and they're saying things like um a recent thing that's been coming up quite a lot is like when it comes to bath time or like shower time for the baby um there's there's so much di like discomfort around that because it's like am I going to be leaning over the baby bath when I've just had a c-section and I'm by myself at home um how am I going to have time to go and shower myself when I've got a, a little baby or wow. a toddler that's been something that's come up quite a lot and like I have found and created a real system of steps 
<laughs> that I take in order to make it all happen for, for wow. myself and my why don't you show that like you need to put a video or, or something that would be awesome to actually visually see how you go about yeah. the steps yeah well I did um it's I think it's gone I think it went up on Monday um my pod the most recent episode of my podcast like talks through those steps okay um, and I'm gonna put like a little Instagram post um to it as well for people that don't have time to to listen to the full episode um but it's it, like little things like that there there is a formula that works you know it's not going to work for everyone but there is like you know you get into your own routine your own sequence and your own steps and I I like to be able to share that and I like to be able to say to mom um I can tell you what I do I can I can give you the guidance of what I do but actually yes, I need, you need to tap into what works for you as well and that's so, and when I say it, I feel like such a meanie because I know I hate when people say that to me. I'm like, no, just tell me. Yeah. <laughs> like you say, I just, I just want to know. But, um, but when you, when you have that, that kind of power to know, okay, what's all right, I can do it my own way. So I can work out that actually um, nighttime isn't the best time to, to bathe my baby for, for me and my son or me and my daughter, because you know, because of time, because she's tired, because or whatever. Um, because yeah, there's there's so much out there where it's like you must bathe your baby at night and it must be in the baby bath and it must and it's like no, we're too we're way too hard on ourselves when it comes to like the ways in which you should parent your child. I know that even when I had my son and my mum was like, oh no, you're doing it wrong. And I kind of felt like, what do you mean? Like, in regards to the way you'd be carrying the baby and, you know, I know that we had like a, a, a big problem in regards to like just leaving the baby to cry. And I, I know a lot of people have like, oh no, you need to let the child soothe itself. I did not let my child, maybe that's, I should have, because right now he's nine and still sleeps in my bed, but maybe I should have, but <laughs> I oh, could not so leave that though. baby cry. It was like, I don't know, like nails in my in my skull, like when I would hear my baby cry, you know, I just had to instinctively pick that pick the baby up, you know, and some mothers would just say, oh, let, yeah, the child will soothe itself to sleep, baby. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, yeah. that's not me. I can't do it. So everyone yeah. has different parenting styles. So you need to Definitely. find your own, what works for you and your child, because ultimately it's going to be you two anyway. So you yeah. need to find out what works for you. Absolutely. I think with with us, something that um, that I had to really kind of work on on accepting that this was was the right thing for us to do was bedtime. Um, so with my my schedule, because because I own the yoga studio um, and so most classes are in the evenings, I even if I'm not teaching and I've got other teachers coming in, I have to be available in the evenings for work until sometimes it can be like 8 30 9 30 at night and that's that's difficult with a with a toddler at home because I like to be there for his bedtime and to put him to sleep and um and to, to give him some milk and to read the bedtime story and all that good stuff um so you know at first it was like okay well he he won't go to sleep at 5 30 when I go out in the evening so so that's that's kind of out of the question um he I like to take a nap during the day if I can if I can like on the days when I have him when he's not at the childminders I like to take a nap during the day and it's a long nap it's like a two hour nap right <laughs> I know so what I worked out eventually was okay baby doesn't have to go down at 
at 6.30 or 7 p.m. Sometimes baby can go down a little bit later when I get in at, at 8.30 or at 8 p.m. And then if the next morning, you know, we're, we're both tired, then we'll both take our nap together at around lunchtime. And that works a dream for us. Um, and it works a dream even when he's at the child minders, he'll take his nap like um, during, during the day. Sometimes I think he might do sort of one hour naps, but sometimes he'll have a full two hours. Um, and he's happy and he's healthy. He's well. He, you know, you think, oh, he's going to be tired. He's going to be grouchy all the time. He's like, no, like we, we still get a good number of hours sleep. We still have a lovely bedtime routine. We just do it in a way that serves and suits the schedule that we have. Um, and it took a long time for me to accept that because there are, you know, my grandma, I love her. She was like, no, you need to be putting him down. You need to have him in his pajamas from 530. Um, I was like, 5.30, like what, what time is this kid eating his dinner? Like, you know, I don't even pick him up from the childminder until 5.30. Like, exactly. <laughs> how's that going to work? So it's, it's different, different systems. And when people give advice, they're giving it often from a place of love and care. And even when they, when they pass judgment, it's from their own experiences. Um, but ultimately, knowing that you have the power to, to decide and to be like, this works for us, and so we're going to stick with it. It doesn't yeah. matter what anyone else thinks at the end of the day. De de definitely. I think um, what, what, what you said so profound in regards to the place of, of yeah, it's their own perspective and don't kind of judge other people as well. Um, because I, I, I remember there was a time before I had my son, I was on a bus and there was a mum. So I was sat down and she had her stroller and her child, I think, I think maybe the child was like one or two. And the child was just screaming, just crying, you know, and she was just looking outside. And I was thinking to myself, like, can you not hear this child just screaming, kicking, kicking, screaming, shouting? And then I think she got to a stop and she just took the child out and just carried on strolling and it wasn't until I had my son and I, when I sat down on that bus I really judged her I was like what kind of mum is this like you know just pick the child up like what are you doing but it wasn't until my child got to when he was a toddler and he had that terrible two stage and I realized that oh my god I sat like I just visually remembered when my son I think we were in a shop we were in Asda or Safeway or something like that and he wanted a sweet and I was like nope you're not having it you're not having it you've had too much sugar today and he started wiling out like that child and it just visually you know sometimes your brain will just flashback <laughs> yeah a flashback and I remember that woman and I just he was wiling out I was just looking at him I'm like you're not getting what you want you know and what that woman was doing was showing her child that you're not getting what you want like I am the one that, that was told you what to do and I judged her then like when I sat there and I didn't have a child I actually judged her but then me being a mum I realized that you know like no this what she was doing was actually right then and I think as a single mom a lot of times other people might look at you and they might say certain things in judgment but up until the time that you're in someone else's shoes you're in that position you won't get the realization so someone might look at you and be like oh you're a single mom you're going to work you shouldn't be doing it but you're not in my shoes and when you actually get into my shoes that's when you will know that what I'm doing is best for me and yeah that's it Definitely. I, I've got um, a close friend, actually. And, and before, before I had my son, her, her daughters, I think they were about 18, 18 months at the time, and they both use dummies. Martin uses a dummy as well. He uses it um, at, at bedtime to go to sleep. 
um and so they were 18 months old I hadn't had my son yet and I was I was like looking at them and I'm thinking god they've always got their dummies in they've always every time I see them they have their dummies in I wonder why like why doesn't she take them out and um and now obviously my son is 18 months they are they've just turned three and they still often will have their dummies but now I understand um I I can actually see her situation a lot better because what I know now since becoming a mum she's opened up a lot more to me is that she her she has a husband he is in the military he's on deployment he's been away he will have been away for 18 months um when he he's due to return in a couple of weeks time um and she has got these twin daughters it was an unexpected pregnancy it was unexpected twins and she really suffered with a really quite traumatic birthing experience she is still um in a postpartum mental health challenge at the moment and she is just like when when their dad gets back from the, the uh, his deployment we we've got a goal during that time to get them off the dummies and we're going to do it together and and I'm waiting for that moment um but I at the moment that's what I need I need them to have their dummies because I can't cope with two tantruming children by myself when I when I don't feel well like I'm I'm doing the best I can you know I'm I'm loving them I'm feeding them I'm soothing them I'm doing everything that I possibly can but I just this is just one thing that until their dad is back I don't feel ready to to move them through that and now I'm like wow I was so mean like to to have that judgment but it's it's just it just is one of those things where until until you until you know and until your friends open up to you or mothers open up to you in that way um it it's just difficult to, it, you know, yeah. we're naive, essentially. And definitely, definitely. And I, yeah, I just wish, I, I wish that, as, like I said, I feel like every time you judge someone, you're, somehow you get placed in the same shoes. So it's kind of yeah. like, like, I'm a Christian and it says that don't judge unless you will be judged. So kind of yeah. like every single time I've judged someone, and I've been placing issues. I'm like, oh my god, I understand now. Like it just it, you. It, but it's it's a wonderful thing because at least then you can come to the realization that you know what, everyone hasn't got it figured out. We're all all trying, you know. And you could some sometimes sometimes I look at at, at other mums that are married, and I'm like, why are you why are you stressed out? Like you've got someone there to help. But people have their own worries as well. Like one of my aunts, yeah. she's been married for years and me being a single mom she was saying to me look I've been a single, I'm a single mom as well practically because my husband's never changed a nappy doesn't take the kids out doesn't do a b c and I'm like wow and I'm looking at you thinking to myself that you've got the picture perfect life when in mm-hmm. actual fact you're practically in the same position as me even worse because you just got like a, a vessel there yeah so, yeah if we were just I wish we, we as women can be open and be kinder to each other and that leads me to one um a, a question I was going to ask about I love your um single mothers reveal yourself it's like Peggy yeah. McGuinness <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly that's what we were going for no, I absolutely love it. Reveal yourself. Single mother, reveal yourself. Tell me a little <laughs> bit more about that. I just think it's nice to be able to, to sing the praises of single mamas, essentially. Um, so it's just a, a little feature, mini feature that we do on, on the Instagram account where um, different single mamas that are within the community um will share a picture of themselves that they love with it's a picture of them with their children and 
Um, and then there's a few different questions like what's your single mama story? What do you wish that you knew before becoming a single mama? And what's the best thing about being a single mama? And then we do like a little um, mini profile on them. So we recently um, shared one of one of the mamas that uh, she just graduated from university this year. Um, and she is she's got a gorgeous, I think she's two or three year old daughter. Um, she's solo parented since pregnancy. Her um, her baby's like biological father or other assumed parent is um, from I think he's from. He's from India, I think from actual India, as in he came, I think, to study, um, met her at university, and then, you know, he, he went back to India, and, like, because of the cultural differences and things, he he can't tell his family that, you know, he, he got an English girl pregnant, and so there's no relationship, um, and so she has done all of this on her own. She's finished her degree. She's really proud. She's um, starting to really make make something with with her passions and her interests and her creativity um, and it's just really nice to be able to paint that picture because what we see in the media of single mamas or what we hear in politics um, what we have seen in history is that single mamas are like a whole bunch of things that nobody wants to be <laughs> right it's like it's like they're poor they're manipulative they are um like sex pests <laughs> like they are not not caring for their children very well they are uneducated there's so many stigma so to to being a single mama we're working against that with single mama reveal yourself it's um really it's really bad some of the things that I because there was a time when I went on on YouTube and I went to go I just typed in single mums on um yeah I typed it on, on YouTube and there was um I don't know why I clicked onto the first thing I saw some a guy said reasons why you should not date a single mother yeah and when I tell you he ripped into single mums and I felt like there needs to be more on social media that is just positive in regards to mm. single motherhood even on YouTube like it was so so bad and I think yeah. that like women like you that are there showing single mothers reveal yourself like just is this changing the narrative we need to really change the narrative because um like I, I put up in one of my posts that there are 1.8 million single mothers in the UK so you're trying to tell me that 1.8 million women just decided that you know what I'm going to trap a man today no like <laughs> yeah no one has that kind of time <laughs> you know no. So, no and it's and like they say it as though as well it's like um there's this assumption like you'll you'll probably see in, in comments of videos like the one that you've just spoken about it will be in the comments there'll be um you know various men that are like women haters you know that will be commenting saying oh like single mums they just do it for for like so they can live off the state and get a free council house and it's like actually like completely honestly I've been trying to get a council house for since before my son was born like it's and I mean hard. now things, things are getting better with business and things like that where I think that I think that realistically I'm going to be able to afford my own house before there's going to be a council house available <laughs> anyway it's like they think like oh, you get pregnant and then like the government give you a whole bunch of money and you get a free house. And it's like, it's, it's not like that. It's, it is really difficult and challenging. No, I mean, you know, there may be women out there that the occasional woman that may 
um, may find herself in, in a moment where she thinks this is a good idea and like, oh, I'll get a free house. I don't think that is the majority by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, people need to they need to change the narrative. And yeah, when I when I hear of um, certain men, oh, I'll never date a single mom or because it, and I just think to myself, like no one's putting a gun to your head like you, yeah. you know, and it, it's it's I get perplexed as to why certain men be like, oh, her child will always be her priority. Yeah, so that means that when if you and her were to get together and she has a child for you, that child would be a priority was that not something that you'd want like I don't yeah. understand why this narrative is so negative about single like moms a man, a man that can be jealous of a child because that's basically what that is is a man that is jealous of a child for having their mother's love there's something deep going on there that like I'm not being funny but I as a single mom I can take care of myself I can take care of my baby I don't need that kind of baggage I don't need a man that's going to be jealous of my son if I'm when I go and put my put my son to bed or when I make my son's dinner or give my son a cuddle like that's weird so you know I feel like that video should be called something like why why total losers shouldn't date single mamas like because (laughs) it's it's like you say no one's putting a gun to their head Uh, it's he kind of um it's almost like the suggestion that he has single mamas falling at his feet like please date me date me (laughs) It's like, no. It's crazy. I was going to ask you um, about your magnificent book coming up in September, um, The Single Mama Guide to Pregnancy. Tell me a little bit about that. (laughs) I'm so excited about that. I actually, um, my author copy arrived this week for it. I don't know if you've seen it, actually. I'll I'll show it to you. Um, But yeah, so, um, so yeah, that was something that because of, the circumstances under which I fell pregnant and then fell single (laughs) I suppose um I I was kind of convinced at first that like okay well well that just means that I'll I just won't enjoy my pregnancy obviously because how can you enjoy pregnancy when you don't have a romantic partner um and especially because I was at my my um style is to go to books and to go to blogs and go to all these different things um, and have like some guidance and advice and stories from other women and yet so many of the books that I went to in particular were like the answer to almost everything was ask your husband to do it so it's like oh you you've got a craving for ice cream in the middle of the night ask your husband to go and get some for you or your ankles are swollen ask your husband to massage your feet or you don't know what name to choose ask your husband what name to choose and I was like Firstly, that is so presumptuous that like it's only straight married women that ever get pregnant, right? That's like it's ridiculous. Um, and secondly, like I, I I just don't have that. So what am I what am I going to do? I just have to like sit here and not have my ice cream or have my swollen ankles or or end up with a baby with no name. Like there was nothing um, in terms of of a book that was acting as a pregnancy guide. Um, specifically for single single mamas and um, so so I kind of made the decision after just a couple of weeks like no I'm all about feminine empowerment and I'm all about the divinity of being a woman Um, and what's more divine than than the motherhood journey and the motherhood experience I want to reclaim that for myself and I'm going to do that with all of the self-development techniques that I have ever heard of (laughs) I'm going to use them all 
um, to heal, to bond, and to empower myself for my birth experience and beyond. Um, and so I basically was just writing things down as I was going through the pregnancy and um, writing down my own story about how how it had come to be in that way, and then writing down you know the the different kind of sections of of being pregnant and and what was helpful for me. So the the kind of main vibe and main idea of the book is for single mamas to be feel supported, to feel confident, and to feel calm during their experience, and know that although. Um, although this may not necessarily have been the route that they would have chosen into motherhood. In some cases it is. I've got quite a lot of mamas within our community that are single mamas by choice with donor sperm experiences. Um, but although it may not have been the, the route that we would have chosen, um, it can actually still be really wonderful and can still be a real like joyous and celebratory occasion, you know? Um, so, so that's kind of the message of the book and it's, it's out on the 28th of September, um, so yeah. Oh, oh, I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited. So it's coming out the 28th of September. I'm gonna yeah. make sure I grab a copy and what I would love to do is actually um, use it as a giveaway on my platforms for one of the women. Cause I think that, yeah, ultimately with everything that you said about breaking everything down and just your step-by-step journey, I think that it's, yeah. Like, like you said if anyone's pregnant and they're alone and they just want like a step-by-step guide it'll be awesome for them to, to check it out and know that someone else has been there and they've gone through the transitional period and they're like they're at the light at the end of the tunnel ultimately mm-hmm. do you have anything planned for the rest of the year have you got any um the rest of this year I think a lot of it yes actually there's <laughs> I've always got things planned I feel like my brain is like I've such like a um creative mind um I, I always need someone to be like more strategic for me and say like okay well we okay you can have this idea in this one and this one and this one but we have to do it like this yeah. um yeah so so a lot of um the rest of the year is going to be around promoting the book and awesome. obviously continuing to, to podcast um but I am also putting together I believe it will be from around late October um a coaching program which is going to be for single mamas um, and it's all around reclaiming your story essentially so it's going to be a a 12-week group coaching program where the program culminates in um, each of the mamas writing a chapter of a book Um, and that book will then be will then be released in the new year Um, so yeah so ever each of those mamas will have the opportunity to to really step into their story and own it um, because I'm, I'm a massive fan of Brene Brown and she, she talks so much about shame um, and, and how, you know, when, when we don't claim and own shame, then it's so difficult to move through it. Um, and shame is such a big piece for single mamas, no matter, no matter how they became single mamas, whether they, um, they were abandoned pregnant or whether they cheated on their husband and their husband ended up leaving, whatever. Um, you know there's there's often always some element of shame and so being able to heal that through the coaching program and and hence then ultimately being able to write down the story um, and share it with the world in that way is going to be massive so that's the rest of this year 
sounds so awesome because I often say to um, a lot of um, my my single mommy friends and a lot of the women on my platform that DM me that just because someone walks out your life you can invite what walks into your life so if your ex-partner or whoever walks out of your life and says look you're going to do this journey alone what I did and what the reason why I'm I'm, I'm happy that I've, I went through that stage and I'm at, I'm at the other side is that when my ex walked out I invited shame in I invited rejection in, I invited sadness in when he walked out. And ultimately, you can accept what you invite in to your, to your heart, to your home, to, to, to your mind. You know, as a single mother, you can, you can invite freedom, you can invite happiness, you can invite a community, you know, you can invite joy. If someone walks out, that means they're leaving room for, for, some, for something good to walk in, you know, and it's yeah. your choice. You know, and ultimately, that's why I, I'm, I'm so happy that I'm going ahead with the platform and with the podcast and speaking to mums like you that have, you know, you've invited, you know, a new career path, support systems. Like, it's just, it's it's so refreshing to see. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, I'm so yeah. glad. And and I'm glad that that's, that's the way that you see it because, yeah, that's exactly how it feels. And that's exactly what I'm, what I'm all about sharing and, and getting yeah. out there. And where can people find you on social media? So on Instagram, it's at Single Mamas Shine. On Facebook, it's at Single Mamas Shine. And we've got um, a Facebook group as well as the page. Um, so, so on there. And then finally um, is the website. So it's singlemamasshine.com. Um, and you can join the mailing list there. You can see the podcast. You can awesome. see um, different single mamas are writing blog posts at the moment as well that are going to be going up within the next couple of weeks um so so yeah it's it, it's just a, a really nice sort of um uplifting and empowering community and very much focused on on moving through oh that is awesome thank you so much gabriella from single mama shine thank you for sharing your story with us today and the amazing things that you are doing i, I can't wait to see everything come to fruition um yes yeah, so you lot have been listening to happy single moms thank you and have a magnificent day Bye.